You know what I just realized without Brandon, who's sh- should should I just intro this? <laughs> yeah, Jeff, go for it. <laughs> I, was, I was like, oh shit. Yeah, who's substitute host? All right, all right, I guess I can do. And uh, just just before we start, I will not be doing a pirate voice. Sorry, Tim. Boo. Boo. Well, will you at least be maintaining your nickname? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, of course. We'll do all okay. the nicknames. That's... And in Brandon's honor, I'm going to get every one of Dustin's nicknames wrong. <laughs> all right. Um, so, faithful listeners, as you can tell, this is not your usual host voice. Our Brandon Challoner, Lord Kamish, is off in uh, influencer heaven in Tulum. Luckily, we still have the lovely Big Sausage, Littlefinger, Sweat Towelette, Dustin Sylvia. Ahoy, matey! (laughs) Ahoy! Welcome to a loose cannon episode without a captain. We do have a captain. He's busy sailing the SS Jim Beam and Coke down the uh, <laughs> down near the Gulf of Mexico. So, so that's where all the rum's gone. <laughs> also, so are we, are we, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Well, oh, no, I was I was just going to inquire about you know since he's abroad, which type of Coke is he mixing with his Jim Beam? But the joke is now I, my timing was off. So. <laughs> well, that was partially my bad, but I would say uh, I don't think he'd limit himself. Brandon's a man of expanded taste, so... That's what we hope for. There's a lot of different options. But anyway, as you could have guessed, everybody, we have a star-studded show this evening. That beautiful voice that you heard is our very own Coitus Martin, Brian Rochi. Hello, everyone. Glad to be back. It's my first time in a year. You know, um, great to see the success on the iTunes charts. Um, you Shooting know, up, baby. follower from afar. <laughs> Love it. Are you, though? How often do you listen? Everyone has to say how often they listen to the podcast. <laughs> Oh, you know, I get through an episode a half a year on average, um, but when I see Dustin and Tim, I get caught up. There you so go. It's, it's like it's like binging a show. He forces yeah. you to listen at knife point. Yeah, well, you know, I'm a, I'm a man of routine, and that routine needs to include this chart-raising podcast. Yeah. I mean, look, hit your wagon to this pony, my friend, because it is going to be the most influential fantasy football podcast in about 2040. So, Hey, at least in Europe. At least in Europe. There you go. There you go. Well, speaking of big fans of the pod, we also have number one podcast commenter, our very own ex-parent, Tom Liftus. It's a pleasure. So my question for you is, are you going to be commenting on this pod even though you're in it? I don't think I can. I think this is one I'm going to skip. Well, we're going to hear them live. We're going to hear the comments live, right? Yes. Yes. As they happen. I'm trying to think what my comment last time was, but... I don't remember. So. I wish we could check. <laughs> Brandon's the only one. Yeah, there's not going to be a lot of fact checking because Brandon's the one who does all that. So right. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to find out. I'm going to podbean.com. I'll, I'll let you know what I find. Well, while you're doing that, we can introduce our final guest. He is uh, somewhat of a legend, a little bit of a myth. The one and only. When a man loves a Wario, Michael Bolton. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you. Great to be here for my first time in 2021, even though everything is terrible, fantasy is stupid, and I hate everything. But a captain goes down with this ship, and I will be here and take the heat. I will answer all questions and respond to everything and everyone. I will go down with this ship. But I will say, Mike, I think based on recent events, you should be pretty psyched for fantasy next year. For next year, yeah, great. I've been looking forward to next year since one hour after the draft when J.K. Dobbins went out for the season. Oh, my God. That was the, awesome, the, though. the bad luck you had before the season even started was just unprecedented. Four season-ending injuries this yeah. year. Uh, it's, been, it's been a tough one. But yeah. we're still chugging, and uh, we'll, see, we'll see what happens. I'm aiming, my goal is not last place, so good thing Roach is here. To bail me out once again. <laughs> I don't know. St- statistically, can he get last record-wise? I don't... Because you're, what, six and five now? Uh, regular season doesn't matter. That's true. That's true. You just got to win the last week. Just the last week is all. <laughs> Most of my Carolins have actually not come with last place regular <laughs> regular season. Uh, That's too many Carolins. Really. I haven't finished last. In, <laughs> I say most of them. I haven't finished last in the regular season for most of them. Actually, all of them, I believe. Like, 
There you go. I think the one year I got out of the Carolyn <laughs> is when I was statistically worse. Um, but I think I'm four hmm. out of five um, when it comes to visits in the uh, in the losers bracket. Yikes! Well, that is that is a percentage I hope nobody wants to match. But that's pretty damn good. Anyone can 80, have it. 80% success rate. Anyone can have it. <laughs> Take it away. Well, Sweet. I think you have a lot of stiff competition this year, my friend. We have a fair amount of suckage. But let's talk about the playoffs, uh, the playoff picture. Playoffs? How things are shaping up. Playoffs? Are you kidding talk me? Talk about Wait, playoffs? Before we do that, Joe? Yeah, what do you got? Before we do that, I have discovered uh, a new comment from our <gasps> favorite commenter. Oh, I love um, you. From last... The last episode, the mid-year review uh, from X Perrin. Nice. Got a piss in a bottle sweat rag. Tremendous <laughs> outro, nonetheless. Oh. <laughs> That's so perfect. Break. You're right. And, did you, and after I got called out by Scott Hansen, um, <laughs> uh, that was – because that was definitely directed at me, that comment he made. Uh, so that felt like, uh, you know, I was a little late to this pod because I was uh, just pissing every last drop I could out of my bladder. Uh, I'm drink. I'm drinking a beer, so inevitably in ten minutes I will still have to pee. But this is a sacrifice I'm willing to make for you guys. So, uh-huh. That's so you broke the seal, is what you just said. Yeah, I made a mistake. Rookie, rookie maneuver. Rookie, rookie maneuver. Um, but our favorite commenter is running away with the poop deck division, and I think that is pretty damn exciting. How does it feel to uh to have the view from a what the hell do they call that the Thing all the way on the top of pirate ships. The crow's nest. The oh, crow's, is that nest. A crow's nest. Oh, that fucking sucks. It's the name of the fucking division. <laughs> <laughs> Clearly, I don't know my boat anatomy. No, we're poop deck. I mean, why would we know that? That's true. We've we've never we've never surfaced. We've never yeah, experienced we're division it. B. We should be the poop deck. <laughs> yeah, no, we deserve it. It's crazy how like competitive crow's nest is, and poop deck is just already pretty much decided. Yep. <laughs> so, but yeah, Tim, how's the view from the top? It's kind of unbelievable. Like, I don't feel like I deserve it because I haven't had any like great weeks. I just haven't had any like bad weeks, and I feel like that's the reason why I am where I am. So it could be over <laughs> pretty quickly. Um, but okay. well, if I may, if I may, the consistency is is nothing to to joke about. It's it's the difference between you and being at the, you being at the top and being at the bottom of the standings. Um, it reminds mm. me of uh, ex NASCAR driver Mark Martin, who they called Mister <laughs> Consistency. If those of you remember, you already made this. Oh, I know. I, I, was, I was rehashing. Oh my God. I was just making I have sure. A poster on my wall. <laughs> <laughs> Never won a championship though. Never won a Daytona 500 either. So be be wary, Tim. Maybe you should have accepted that trade earlier today. Ooh. Yeah, rookie propositioned me for a trade at the deadline, which I didn't even. Like I thought Thanksgiving was the cutoff, but apparently we had until eight thirty today. We have until this game's over, I think. Oh, oh shit! Is that, fuck! So I wish still I knew time, that. Tim. Yeah, so we could. Uh, it it was tempting, but I am going to pass. Because... I mean, if that's true, I'm willing to dump all of my players for picks if people are still interested. Because I think my my season's pretty much over. After <laughs> is this live trading? Is this like the stock yeah. for <laughs> the trade block? If it's still open, I'm dishing. Who needs a tight end? Kyle Pitts or Dawson Knox are are, are up for grabs. So get in there. And I could get wild with Fryermuth, but <laughs> I mean saying. Pittsburgh doesn't really have much of a passing offense. But other than that, <laughs> he's number seven tight end right now. Did you see uh, that Ben Roethlisberger's pick six? That like it was like a, a five to seven yard pass. You know, classic Ben. I forget who was throwing it to, but it was just a little out pass, and he, he threw it, and I swear the ball looked like it was going in slow motion. It took so long to travel five yards in the air that the cornerback came all the way across and just, like, <laughs> caught it in his lap and just walked into the end zone. It was He's just like, horrendous. shit, really? Yeah. <laughs> Guarantee you that was not the worst pick of the of the week, though. That oh, was, And there were many. Yeah, there were, there were many. Certain quarterbacks had four and a quarter. But Ugh, Lamar, Lamar, I know. Lamar did really. Yeah. Lamar pretty much single handedly yeah. lost me. Did you watch last night? Ugh. No, I didn't watch. It was the grossest Tim, are you game. a football fan? Kind of. <laughs> I watched Patriots. Yeah, that game was awful. That was not worthy of the Sunday night. That, that was a Thursday night game, not a Sunday night game. 
The best was before the half when both teams were trying to get points and they just couldn't give the ball away fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> it was like watching two young kids play Madden. Like it was just a mess. What? Now there's two Brian. Yeah, Roche there were two Brian Roches. This oh is uh, deeply, that deeply is multiplying. That is not good. <laughs> one is plenty. I don't need two Roaches. Can we kick the other one out? You tell us, man. I don't know how to do that. Yeah, hover over it. Whoever's the host, if you hover over the participant. Oh, don't cut any of this out, Dustin. Should I fill out an abuse report? That's what it asked me. Yes. Yes. Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. That was a level of pain I was uncomfortable with. Uh, <laughs> uh, I do. I do want to say uh, we were supposed to. We were scheduled to have one uh, Washington football team on the pod this evening, but unfortunately, other conflicts got in the way. So we just wanted to send him uh, well wishes. And after the news today, good luck on 2022, my friend. And a hearty fuck you, and hopefully miracles happen, and Scary Terry, you know, goes off, and um, Metcalf breaks his ankle. Bye, Sean. <laughs> I, I just want to say, if Dalvin Cook's preparing to come back in two to three weeks, as the reports are stating prior to, you know, airing of this, or the uh, recording of this episode, um, I would like to just also say that his toughness is undeniably more than McCaffrey's because he's playing with essentially a droopy peck. I don't know if anyone saw the screenshot, but he's he's going to be going, he's going to be gutting it. Is that what they call a torn labrum? Droopy peck? <laughs> the old droopy? That's a layman's term. I believe so. I'm hoping that my audio is coming in because for whatever reason, my internet is just no, you're being good. wonderful tonight. Okay, cool. Yeah, we um, got you. Yeah, we heard you. I just, I don't know what a droopy peck is. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I knew that I knew that came through. But there was a there was a brief period of lag, but either way, yes, I forgot the medical name. <laughs> well, hey, 2 to 3 weeks would be pretty uh pretty pretty positive considering didn't he get carted off? He did. There were lots of tears um it it honestly like when I first saw it on Red Zone, um I thought it was like a leg injury and I immediately had a panic attack. Yeah. Yeah, because usually, like, any upper body, they walk off on their own, like, unless it's, like, major blackout concussions. So I thought I thought it was going to be a knee or an ankle again, much like our buddy Christian McCaffrey, who, damn, I really wish Sean was here. I would love to <laughs> love to go through that. Oh, yeah. or Nick. God damn those two assholes. <laughs> I will say for Sean. So Sean has Chubb Hubbard, so he's not, like, totally screwed. Yeah, so that's a fair point. His yeah, but he's no CMC. He's not the same. He, he didn't trade a second-round pick for Chubba Hubbard. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's solid, like, what? Like, he's hovering right around, like, 10 to 13. And when healthy, C-Mac is high 20s consistently. So, yeah. yeah. All right, Brian, we'll see you later. Um, <laughs> Brian would not take the Chubba slander. He's gone. He jumped overboard. He's, he's very gone. Um, but uh, Dustin... I wanted to ask you because the crow's nest is so fucking crazy right now. And what do we have? Let's see. I've got it up here. We have four teams that are six and five. Joel is seven and four. And after this awful performance is going to lose. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's just, that's just wild. I guess I don't really have a question except for just holy shit. Question. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's every single week is going to like matter a lot. It's yeah. going to shift. The standings every week they're probably not going to remain the same um we only have two weeks left after this so joel's going to get pulled down into the muck with the rest of us yep which is great yeah so he'll be another he'll be okay so he'll be at seven and five sean's probably going to beat me that's another seven and five so those will probably be the top two mm -hmm. and then we got rochi who is uh looks like gonna yeah, he's going to beat uh, Joel. So that's yep. going to bring him up into the higher And Kevin won, tier too. Seven and fives. Kevin won, so he's going to be seven and five. And I, unfortunately, and am looking like I'm going to drop to six and six, which I honestly feel like that might be the dagger on this season. I, I, I did everything I could this week with, like, trades and stuff to try to yeah. beat Sean because I really thought the winner of me and Sean's matchup would get a playoff spot and the loser wouldn't. <laughs> that's kind of just the way I feel like it's going, so... But we'll see. I mean, I, I have to win out. I have to win out, and I need other people to lose. So, Well, that's the thing is, man, you, you have two major interdivisional matchups after this. You have Kevin and then Roach, so anything's possible. You know, I don't think the season's over by far. Yeah. Unfortunately, 
I uh, I had a couple of my big players have like late week or late season buys. So, mm-hmm. you know, um, the Browns and the Packers are on buy next week. So I'm not going to have Hunt or Adams. Yeah. Kind of important. <laughs> yeah. So. Yeah. Are you feeling concerned at all with how awful the Browns offense looks and how Kareem Hunt Sr. is calling out Baker? Hey, it worked for OBJ when his dad <laughs> called out Baker. So I'm hoping that, you know, similar effect. Suppose that's Wait, true. Wait, Hunt's dad is now too. Yeah, yeah, he was like Baker can't throw. He's not wrong. I think the dads, they formed an alliance, an anti-Baker like meeting. They have a week, every week, and they alternate who's going to roast who on Instagram. Oh, my God. Great commercials, though. I got to say, I I really like uh, like his commercials where he's in the stadium as his house. He's a better actor than a QB. Yeah. Yeah. He's got good comedic time. It's pretty good. All right, so, well, I was hoping for Roach. I don't know where he went. I was hoping he would come back so we could start talking about the damn trades. Uh, But I guess for the three of us who are in poop deck, we actually have the top and bottom here, which is a very good, uh, very good uh, uh, phrasing for who is involved in the top and bottom. Michael Bolton, a classic bottom. bottom all the way. Classic (laughs) bottom. You know that, Jeff, better than most. Classic bottom. Classic power bottom, Michael Bolton. I'm not generating any new material here. I'm just... (laughs) Complete submission. (laughs) Complete submission. There he is. uh, This uh, genius over here accidentally uh, saved his Audacity recording, or excuse me, audition recording, uh, in an iCloud drive. So everything was being uploaded while I was trying to do this. Oh shit, did you did you lose? No, I kept time so what I did was I stopped, I saved, I timed it's a hundred seconds extra, so like right on the dot, so I will move it ahead a hundred seconds in the edit file. Well hopefully you do my favorite thing, which is give Dustin more work. So (laughs) I'm very fine with that. (laughs) As someone who has to assemble junk media as part of his nine to five job submitted by, you know, programs and nonprofits, I sympathize. I'm not gonna do that to him. There you go. There you go. Well, uh, to round out the playoff conversation so we can get to the meat of this podcast, uh, looks like, uh, barring any tragedies, Tim Loftus is going to run away with Poop Deck. Uh, Dan and I have an interesting back and forth for the second and third spot. Uh, it would probably take a miracle for Brandon to sneak into the playoffs. But if I beat Dan next week and win out, then I'll take the two spot. But any losses on my part, and I'm stuck in the three. Anyway. Now that Roach is back, I think it's time to discuss what we've all been waiting for. The trade of trades. Dustin, do you have the uh, agenda up? Would you tell us yeah. uh, the, the details of this trade, just as a reminder? Wait, are we going to walk around the trade block? Is well, this is, I, I put this as a marathon around the trade block because there, it has <laughs> been quite busy and people are not walking. They were sprinting this week. What a chaotic week. It was so great. So great. It's a chaos high. <laughs> <laughs> so, Rochi, you traded to Michael Bolton, and both are here, so we will get both takes back-to-back. Uh, Rochi, you traded to Mike, Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow, so both Bengals, all out on Bengals, and 2022 second-round pick. And Rochi, in return, you got a measly Dalvin Cook, now hurt for a couple weeks, and Jalen Hurts, who loves throwing interceptions and not touchdowns. So, who do we think got the better end of the deal? Uh, hmm. Rochi, do you want to go first? Yeah, no, it's, um, <laughs> if you take the injuries aside, and honestly, you take that performance from Jalen Hurts aside, because I, I have him in another league, I know I'm not supposed to talk about other leagues, but I have him in another league. I've honestly been following him for five, six years. I wanted the Patriots to draft him. I am a super Jalen Hurts fan. He is the most dynamic fantasy football quarterback, and I wanted to lock that position down. With that being said, Kyler Murray has a fucking breakout year this year, so it kind of took my opinion down just a little bit. But I knew for this trade, this is the type of quarterback I needed to, you know, after losing one game, winning six before that, I needed to keep the momentum going. So when I saw Dalvin Cook on the block, it intrigued me because a few weeks ago I was in discussions, deep discussions with Brandon for Alvin Kamara. And while Chubb and Mixon are 
damn solid or damn good. I'm not even going to say solid. Damn good running back pair to have. I just didn't trust having two NFC or AFC North running backs. So long and short, I felt I needed to upgrade one of them. I saw Dalvin Cook. And I immediately, after seeing the flurry of trades and, you know, Starbucks Nitro brew in me, I, I, <laughs> the danger, the most dangerous drug, <laughs> I decided I, while pacing around my office, like, all right, I need to do a trade. I need to do something right now because there's too much movement in the league. The division is too tight. And if I really believe this about the running backs and if I really want to secure a quarterback, look at a roster such as Michael's, you know, no chance to make the playoffs. And I said right then and there, I'm going to just throw a stupid offer. I want to make sure I win a trade. Um, it was stupid. And it came with a second round pick. And I wasn't. Th- and, and you certainly didn't win it. I'm not going to regret including the second round pick because who the hell knows what happens next year? Who the hell knows? I could draft Amens. You could draft Tanyan. It's I lose my second round pick within an hour. <laughs> That would be the ultimate fuck you move, Mike. Just blow your second round pick on like Juju Smith-Schuster or something. <laughs> <laughs> so I I wanted to give him something that would blow him away. And I think I was successfully able to do that. To sum it up, I don't regret including the second round next year. Do I regret not adding a little more insurance? Yeah. Did I see both Cook going down and Hurts having a confident shaking week the same week that Joe Burrow decides to light the league on fire and Joe Mixon has a performance in which I didn't think he was going to do again this year? Yeah, sure. Um, but I made my bed. I'm going to sleep in it. I'm going to hope I can, you know, hobble into the playoffs. Dalvin Cook will be ready in time. And, um, you know, if, uh, if all goes well, you know, maybe with the waiver wire, maybe with the last minute trade, you know, I might be able to salvage something. But um, am I scared shitless of Naheem Himes having to start the next few weeks? Damn straight. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, the la- watching football on Sunday really felt like the fantasy gods were pointing you back towards the Carolyn. That was that that was awfully rude of them. <laughs> it, I, I don't know what I did. I, I thought I've done everything right this year. Um, I don't know Ugh. what I did to deserve a day like yesterday. Don't we but. all? <laughs> it's so classic that you were doing so well all year by not doing anything that was considered roach-like until probably the most important week <laughs> of the season. <laughs> well, see, no, I'm not I, I'm not even going to dignify roach-like as a type. I know that you can string <laughs> some patterns together, but... Um, Four Carolyns? That's not a pattern. That's, that's, that's an a 80% Carolyn success rate. That's a disease. <laughs> For the sake of my of my focus and energy and and mental health, we're not going to call it. We're not going to call it roach like. <laughs> well, we are. That's it's, we are. I took I took a Dave Dombrowski swing, and goddamn, it could work, <laughs> but it's looking like it might backfire horrifically. So I I've also been pretty good with the waiver wire. I've been pretty good with the bottom of the barrel scraps. Um, Tanya in the side, and I'm just gonna hope that. You know, we win again next week. 80 to 40, I think, is what I was up before the recording of this. So that's the type of luck I need. There you go, man. Look, as, lo- as long as, like, no, it doesn't matter how few points you score. As long as the other team scores fewer, you're good to go. Bingo. Now, I want to get Mike's side of this before uh, before we dive into our analysis. But uh, because there is no visual portion of this podcast, I want everyone who is listening to know, uh, Mike's holding up a picture of what appears to be a massive erection. Uh, <laughs> yeah. It's very veiny. <laughs> It's a pattern in the pants. That's not a picture. That's oh, just, God, it's real. He, he just stood up. <laughs> he just stood up. <laughs> the question is, has he been hard the whole time? Has he been hard since the trade? We'll never know. I don't know if you can see, but... Oh, wow. Oh, nice. Good. Tiny balls, massive head. Yeah, well, hard angle with the pen. <laughs> uh, so my, my side is quite different. Um, so I put Dalvin Cook on the trade block, and I would say within 24 hours, I got two offers, very similar. Uh, Jeff and Dan offering a six-rounder and their RB2s, Josh Jacobs and Sanders, uh, for, for Jeff and Dan, respectively. And I was trying to start like a little bidding war, because I knew if I got some action, maybe I could you know try to convince them to move up. And it kind of worked. Dan offered a fifth-rounder instead of a six. Jeff added a fourth rounder, and I was happy wow. with that deal. I was gonna, I was ready to give Dalvin Cook for Josh Jacobs 
and next year's fourth and sixth. I thought that was fair to both sides, good deal, and I was going to mull it over. But then an hour later, I get a message from Roach. Let's see if I can find it. Uh, was feeling a little frisky this morning, threw some darts at the board, and I almost broke my mouse, mashing the accept button. I was about to call Brandon and get him to process it before Roach sobered up, like, no, do it, do it, this deal is happening. Second rounder. I don't even know who's winning this quarterback trade. I don't care. <laughs> I didn't love the idea of... Uh, going heavy on the Bengals, but whatever. I'm not winning this year. I want that second rounder for next year. And uh, I was ready to make that move. Oh, my God. So that was uh, my thought process. You know, get fielding a couple offers. Didn't see the left field second rounder coming from Roach. And I was more than happy to accept. Oh, I uh, I desperately wanted. I, I didn't know I was that close to winning. I, I assumed there were going to be a lot more offers on the table. That was the offer, and I thought it was fair to both of us. I, I, I fourth agree. and six, Jacobs in return. That that seemed good. Yeah, he's a bona fide stud, and it's especially at the end of the year. He's when he's healthy, he's the best fantasy football player available. And I just can't fucking believe, I can't believe that he's got Droopy Peck. It's <laughs> Droopy uh, Pat Cook. Yeah. So Mike, so if you take away the like Joe Mixon, Joe Burrow part, and the and whatever Jeff was off, uh, Joe, Josh Jacobs, would you rather have gotten a fourth and a sixth or a second? Because I actually think they're pretty even. That's a great question. I think the second is is more valuable. Definitely, completely agree. Yeah, it's interesting because like. You're putting more eggs in one basket, getting a second rather than a fourth and a sixth, because it's less likely that both of your fourth and a sixth would get hurt or be a bust. But yeah. I don't know. Yeah. It's just kind of two, interesting. Two picks in that range is is nothing to, yeah, that's definitely a, a good offer. But the I think the, the second rounder is better. Just, yeah, I mean, the, the three people you're going to have next year after the second round ends, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, especially if I'm like on one of the ends, if you know, if I have that 11 pick and then get roaches like 10 or something, you know, if they depending on where they all are. Oh, uh, could just yeah, Mike, part of it. And same with Nick. Yeah. If, if you get a high first, you should almost consider like swapping down for like, for like something in exchange and then hitting the other end of that snake and then getting a beautiful, like two seconds. Yeah. It'll depend oh. where I'm at, where Roach is at. Uh, <laughs> you know, Nick's going to have two second rounders. Maybe I'll talk to him and we'll figure We'll just own the second round. F you guys. We're getting four picks in the second round between us. Now, does anyone know, are Draft J trades going to be allowed? Is there going to be a window after which the draft order is is decided um, where draft picks can be up for deals? Yes. I know we'll have to talk to Brandon, but I think we've allowed that before. Yeah. Maybe like an hour before the draft or something. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can just say it's going to be that that period of time, especially if I'm in person, is going to be absolute chaos. It's oh, going yeah. to be chaos. Yeah. I am coming in there like Billy Bean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think uh, I, I I think uh, uh, we should really levy Brandon to just kind of let it be a free for all on draft day, like the the night slash morning after we determine draft order should just be a free for all before the draft. Yeah, it's like as soon as the Super Smash Brothers game ends, it's like the stock market just crashes. <laughs> exactly. We, all, yeah, exactly. we run to the office yeah. and just start throwing papers Bye, everywhere. bye, bye. Sell, sell, sell. <laughs> yeah. It's going to be just like the hit Kevin Costner movie draft day. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> I've always wondered how the Browns draft. <laughs> Spoiler alert, not very well. I don't think they included enough drugs in the movie depiction. Yeah, there's not nearly enough just railing cocaine. <laughs> we got Quaaludes this year and Baker Mayfield's available. Let's go. Oh, my God. Uh, Tim, did you have any thoughts? I feel like you were about to say something. Yeah, Tim, why do you kick off? So this trade was after the Sean trade, right? Yes. Yes, yes, it was. Same day, but later, I believe. Or the next day. I'm not sure. Anyway, anyway, go ahead. Sorry. So the precedent was already set, basically, that it's a second rounder for like for a stud running back. Right, right. I kind of knew the market had been set. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you just throw in Joe Mixon on top of that? <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. pretty good. Yeah, because if you want to look at the comparison of, like, it was Chase Edmonds and a second in the next year's sixth for McCaffrey and Hubbard, 
which almost feels fairer for both sides. But there is also a much more that that of like the the huge tanking conversation that we had. That one felt the most like that uh, uh, the reason for that. Uh, yeah, there you go. Exactly, <laughs> cantankerous. Like, awesome. like at least like like on paper, the swapping of Mixon and Cook feels like somehow more equitable. But then that second rounder is just throwing everything topsy turvy. But well, to, to kind of back up those comments, I was looking at it as a two v two trade with the second round draft pick just basically saying take the fucking deal. That's on. That was honestly my thought part. The two was a kicker. Um, yeah, it definitely worked. Yeah, they, it, definitely it, worked. it worked. <laughs> it definitely worked. Yes. I mean, if I knew you were willing to just throw around second round draft picks next year, I would have offered you something weeks ago. But I wasn't going to do it for anyone. You're no. still in the playoff hunt, Dustin. I don't think you'd want to yeah. start selling everyone. Mike's yeah. had a Mike's had a tragic season, and I've been if there. I could get a first round running back for my first round running back, and then get a second. I would have done that. You know. It's like, yeah. you didn't lose much, Mike. That's yeah. the thing. I know, because, yeah, <laughs> Anyway, go ahead, Ryan. No, I was just going to say, I was not going to offer up that high of a pick to someone who wasn't bottomed out this year. So it was Mike or Jose, essentially. Because mm-hmm. negotiations had broken off with Brandon after the Camara deal. Uh, yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, I admire your spirit, Roti, because I believe you said there is no next year after you made the trade out. There is no <laughs> next year. <laughs> yes. So... Babe. Credit to you for that. When you're dealing in multiple Carolins, there is no next year. <laughs> <laughs> Literally, it's just it's just if you get a playoff spot, you have the peace of mind of knowing you don't have to face the losers bracket. That second round pick <laughs> will be worth it. <laughs> Honestly, it's fair. I get it. And you know what, man? The one year you didn't win the Carolin when Brandon won it is still brings me great joy every time we do the podcast. It's it, yeah, it bring yeah, it it brings us a lot of fun. So, so I would love to get a few more losers in there. I think it's a lot of fun, kind of have more things to shit on people for. It's not fun when you're piling on one person all the time. It's nice to it's nice to switch things up. Oh, final point on that, and I'll just be brief. Um, I would like to just also mention that I am about to be seven and one since ordering the Antonio Brown shirt. Dude, hell yeah. Look, the punishment That's czar true. knows what he's doing. He's looking out for everybody. So, I've even worn it a couple times. Ooh, it's <laughs> super comfy. Is is it sticky on the back? Um, no, actually, the only sticky part was they decided to put a label on the front of the shirt, just a shipping label <laughs> on the front of the shirt. Sure. <laughs> so why not? <laughs> Otherwise, that's all the sticky. There you go. There you go. Uh, Dustin, All right, let's yeah. move. Yeah. yeah no, no, I was, was going to say, you want to move on to the next one? We're very much on the same page. I feel like analysis on this one has already been established pretty consistently. Do we want to keep with the people on this call? Because Tim and Dustin yes. made a trade, or do you want to go with the other big ones, the Nick, Sean, and I guess we kind of analyzed that. Sure. Let's. We can We can get Tim and I out of the way. Uh, it's a little, uh, a little like, respite yeah. between the two you know, heartbreakers. Um, <laughs> you swapped the, you swapped your six round picks back. Is this correct? No. Okay. False. So here we go. All right. So this is what it was. <laughs> so Tim traded me Melvin Gordon and his 2023 six oh, round pick. That's what it is. And I traded him Zach Ertz and my 2023 six round pick. Now, the confusion is merited because I had the same question when Tim originally offered me that. I was like, oh, you're not feeling so good about switching next year? And then I, I looked again and I was like, oh, no, I know what he's doing. He's locking me in for That's years. A, I, I knew <laughs> Tim would be the one to suggest. That's a Tim move right there. Oh, I, I love it, though. It, it screams of collusion, but not for any benefit, just of chaos. <laughs> you have no idea who wins that part of the trade until the smash. That's why it's the best. The documentary on this season needs to be Collusions in Chaos, by the way. <laughs> collusions in Chaos, that's excellent. Oh. So the, the interesting thing about this is, I think the last podcast episode, or whenever Tim and I did the first six-round pick trade, I incorrectly did the math in my head. I thought it was the person who has a later draft pick in the first round would get uh, the better deal. It's actually not. It's whoever has whoever does the best in Smash gets a better six-round pick. Yes, you have no idea. <laughs> yeah, that makes it way more intense. Yeah, because, Tim, you're coming so. backwards. You're coming around back, right, in the sixth. So if I had the first round pick and you had the twelfth round pick, you would have the first pick in the sixth, in the sixth round coming back. But if we swap, all of a sudden I have 
the first Pikmin Six Strategy. Oh, and you move swap. all the way to okay. the back. Yeah. Yeah. So I gotcha. Smash Brothers is going to have a lot of weight in the next two years. For it's going to be wild. <laughs> I mean, you know we're going to get six and seven, and it's going to be irrelevant. Honestly, <laughs> I just I hope so. I can't deal with that stress. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, I feel like our trade is pretty even, Tim. You're happy with Ertz? I'm happy with Gordon. Yeah, no, I like it. The only thing I would say is that if you had taken Mitchell, who I was also willing to give you, he had 29 this week. I know, I could have probably beat Sean. Yeah, Mitchell had a hell of a week. And Debo Samuel's out next week. Mitchell's going to have another great week. Uh, yeah, what sucked was Mitchell was questionable the whole week, and I needed yeah. a running back to start against Sean. It was like the only reason I was doing this trade in the first place, so I just didn't want to take the risk. But, yeah, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty. What are you going to do? It's true. Yeah. yeah. Is, uh, is, is Gordon injured this week? Is he? No, he's, he's good. He actually he did leave the game briefly with an injury, but he came back in like the next drive, so he's fine. Okay. Um, is Waller hurt? Yes, yes. but I, his MRI is negative, so God willing, he'll play next week. But I honestly don't know. So <laughs> if I don't have Ertz, or I don't have Ertz, yeah. that, that could really fuck me in the ass. <laughs> you gotta do what you gotta do. Uh, hey, how's about a tenth uh, round in twenty twenty two for Mike Gusecki? No, <laughs> you have about an bad. hour to make this trade complete. <laughs> how about a Dustin, How about your uh, your your twenty twenty two second round for Dawson Knox? <laughs> I'm not trading any whatever round at all. My season's cooked. I need to just buckle down and uh, you know wait for it to end and not get Carolyn. <laughs> if like there were newspaper headlines for like the league, uh, Rochi's hometown would be cooked. <laughs> and then uh, the the competitive newspaper the competitive newspaper would be hurts doesn't it question mark <laughs> oh my god and that and then the, the byline would be roach suffers greatly by mixing it up with michael <laughs> Oh, oh, oh. Uh, secondary mid-story uh, headline, did Roach <laughs> burrow himself underground? <laughs> oh, Anything else you can get in there? Anyone yeah, what else we got? Yeah, read, read us the whole article of nothing but player name <laughs> First round aspirations, second round smarts. <laughs> Dear God, just not the Carolyn. <laughs> Uh, well, all right. So that trade's yeah, pretty, uh, you know, boring. Uh, so let's move back <laughs> over to <laughs> the blockbusters. So we've got Nick, who this is the trade that sparked all of the debate, a very heated debate between fascinating what, yeah. to me seemed like between the Apple employees and the rest of the league. Uh, but <laughs> yeah, was, Kevin and Joel <laughs> lit up. <laughs> yeah, they were like, I've got shit to say. <laughs> I really wanted one of them to go on this podcast, but I think they both understood that they would be. Alone in their uh, opinions, so that's what, <laughs> assuming why they showed no interest in being here. But we'll see. Anyway, Nick traded Sean McCaffrey and Hubbard for Chase Edmonds, irrelevant, uh, a 2022 second round pick and a 2023 sixth round pick. Thoughts? Uh, I look so the 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 arguments that uh, Kevin was making are all good and fine. But at the end of the day, these are the rules that we like agreed upon for the league and you have to abide by that. If you want to have discussions about trading early round picks in the next offseason, that's fine. In the meanwhile, I fucking love this shit. I am so <laughs> excited for the chaos and the anarchy and the madness, which I think we can all agree is the reason that we implemented these kind of rules in the first place. This shit is fun. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, Agreed. thank you, Mike. If if yeah. if I if I could just quickly say, you know, this isn't like a full-on dynasty league, but it definitely has some components and it's amplified by being able to trade draft picks. And that's why I have no problem with this deal whatsoever. Again, as someone who has been a consistent bottom dweller, if I've had this option in the past, I'd probably have like a Jacksonville Jaguars 2022 draft, like looking several of them. Yeah. Just stocked with picks. <laughs> Two first, um, two seconds. <laughs> I love it. I, I don't think we need to change this rule whatsoever. Um, it, yeah. it sparks some excitement. Yeah, I think I think uh, we definitely will be having some discussions before next season starts. <laughs> I think that's just inevitable. But uh, 
but I don't hate it at all, man. Like I agree. Like as a as a consistent bottom dweller, I would have traded Mahomes for a third last year and a or two years ago in a fucking heartbeat. Like I would. Yeah. yeah, I wish this was available before because it gives teams an opportunity to like remain in the mix and like still be involved. Because like there was a sensation of like, oh, I'm last place. I'm not gonna make the playoffs. Fuck it. I don't really care. But like this, this kind of shit negates that. And I think that that's a really cool thing too. Yeah, I mean, so I think the question that we'll have to have in the offseason is do we like Roach said, do we want our league to be start trending more towards a dynasty-ish league mm-hmm. where we are becoming more franchises and we care about more than just this season? It's not we're not starting fresh. We're committing to actual rebuilding years. Like that's an actual strategy that you can have. Like yeah. if you start the season 0 and 5, like okay. You could start trading right then and there and be like, this season's a loss. Let's just start harboring picks, pick up on the waiver wire, pick up Cordero Patterson. <laughs> and if you're still losing, trade him <laughs> for a pick. Like you could just literally have could, your whole goal for the season instead of winning could be to like get a lot of good waiver pickups and trade them for, you know, picks for next year. And it's it's like, are we OK with that? That's the question. I, I, I could go either way, but. Yeah, I uh, uh, n- not to dominate the conversation, but I do. I think there's so much fun in this league of just wiping the slate clean, and then doing it again next year with the added bonus of whatever draft picks you're able to steal away from other teams. I th- I, th- I think that's a lot of fun. But I would be interested in what a dynasty looks like for for this league. Well, I wouldn't want to go all the way because, like, if for you, for those who don't know, a dynasty league is kind of dumb. I think because you don't have a full draft. You like you draft rookies and people that were like free agents. And it's oh, I oh I fucking yes. hate that. No, but let's definitely yeah, not so, do that. But I think we have the best parts: one keeper and draft picks. Yeah, that's uh, what do you what do you think, Tim? Um, I think we should have a defined last place punishment that makes yeah. people want to avoid losing. And then I think that would be the balance to like people just blatantly tanking. Um, yeah, I like that. I agree. It should be pretty heavy. It's tough, though, with unless it's like an actual football, like fantasy football related issue. It's tough yeah. with everybody being around the country. Because, like, I, uh, you know, uh, Roach mentioned we don't like to mention other leagues. We're a, we're a monogamous kind of league. But uh, um, I have another league where the last place person has to do stand-up comedy. And, like, everybody goes and watches that. And that's super cool, but that's hard to do with this. So if we could rope that into the draft weekends, but. Well, an- another thought that just came to my mind was some kind of, like, tanking tribunal review process where if it's, like, if it gets too. Full of angry men. No, no, no. Well, no, where, where, the, where the punishment would be if you finish last blatantly, like, there's a chance you lose, like, a third-round draft pick or something. Mm. I just think it gets subjective at that point. Yeah, I completely agree. I agree. That's where it gets really wild. <laughs> if only we had a commissioner willing to just, you know. <laughs> veto shit. I just wanted to say tank tribunal. <laughs> tank tribunal, that is good. That is that is really good, Mike. What, what are about thoughts? you, Mike? Oh, yeah, as our resident tanker. Hey, I'm not tanking. I traded one player, and didn't we argue almost got better? Sorry, you're rebuilding. I got better and got a second round pick. I think you did get. You better. got better this year and next year. You got Dombrowski'd. So. No, I think I think we have it pretty good right now, and we just don't need to put too many restrictions on it. I'm fine if we want to say you can't trade first rounders. I'm fine with that because we already do. You can't keep a first rounder and that kind of thing. But I, I mean, I kind of like this. It's risky for Sean and Nick. Nick could come in last place, so maybe we do need a stricter punishment. But even if McCaffrey doesn't get hurt, that's still risky for Sean, giving up a second rounder and possibly like not winning again. Completely agree. And you could see the desperation with Sean. He's come so close so many times and is still yet yeah. to win. <laughs> that was the motive between him just giving away the house and saying, I, I want to win now. He has to get right. one. And so you kind of see why he tra- made that trade. Yeah. And this was the year for him to do it, man. Like Cooper Cup, like Kelsey, like that team was just a running back away from being absolutely stacked and putting on the arguably best running back. That was I think that was a good risk, even with how it turned out. I think that's a good risk that he made. Yeah, lucky me got to play Sean the one week he had a healthy McCaffrey. That was fun. <laughs> Scored a buck thirty six and still lost. Story of my year. <laughs> Literally. Scoring t- I'm I'm 
I've had a few weeks where I'm like top three in scoring and still lose. But yeah, whatever. you and Dan. En- enough of gripes aside. Can I ask a question? Uh, yeah. Yes, Tim. Who do you think approached who in the Nick Sean trade? I actually have an answer for you. I think Sean oh. approached Nick. Would be my guess. According to some insider information that I have, uh, Sean pitched it on a whim, and five minutes later, Nick took it. Yeah. Been there. Like he just cold. He cold. Cold. Uh, submitted it. Cold Ice cold. No, no text. No chat. Just no. Just super raw. Bite the pillow. I'm going in dry. I love doing trades that's what that way. That's how I handle them with Michael. I don't need to I don't need to do some kind of tete a tete. Well you did you did say you were feeling uh frisky, right? So oh, I, I think did. that's yeah, that's, there that's was pretty a, that's there was extra sweet cream in that uh that vanilla <laughs> sweet cream nitro, let me tell you. <laughs> oh yeah, Jeff and I were busy negotiating and then Roach is like, Nope, 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 this is the trade you're making, Mike. <laughs> You like the Kool-Aid, man. Art of the deal. Art of the deal. (laughs) I'm Logan Roy. You're Pierce Media. I'm coming in. Your daughter, my son, can date. Let's go. Taking over. Move Nan out of the way. You controlled the narrative on this one. Big time. (laughs) Two succession references uh, in one day. That's beautiful. (laughs) So, But I think that's interesting that the two trades, the blockbusters, we'll call them, we're both kind of just cold suggestions, and you both just threw out a second-round pick is something you're willing to give up. Yeah. I think the reason Kevin and Joel had such a <laughs> visceral reaction to it is because it was second round, and it wasn't like... We didn't start with like people trading fifth rounds or fourth-round picks. We started all in on a second-rounder in like for almost nothing, and I think that is what set off the alarms. And I think it's funny that like I texted Nick for a while before um, I eventually... Didn't trade with him. All right, I did trade with him. I traded him uh, Hopkins for McLaurin, which we can get to. But we texted, and first I was going to give him, like, a six-round pick. And he, I was going to get his seventh or whatever. But because I was texting him and I didn't just cold offer it, we ended up backing down to an 11th and a 12th. And I feel like if Sean or Rochi, like, texted Mike and Nick, maybe you could have started with, like, a six-round and then, like, got something in between. But I think the fact that you guys just went all in, like, <laughs> I don't know, that to me doesn't sound like the art of the deal. That's like, here's all my money. I have nothing else. Like, that is the art of the deal. Have you read the book? <laughs> <laughs> here's everything. <laughs> just zero leverage. Just <laughs> all the cards on the table. Anyway, I don't know. Something to think about. That's a fascinating point, though. I I, yeah. I I think that makes a lot of sense of, like, just sending a text and just being like, hey, what do you think about this? And then you kind of go back and forth. I will say, uh, I think in our league, someone who does that the best is Kevin. Kevin is a very good texting negotiator when it comes to trades. Um, and, and, it, and it makes a difference. I'll, I'll just end it with this. It's I think you hit it earlier, Jeff, though. It's the desperation piece. I felt the same thing that Sean did. And I just I just wanted I wanted to feel a win, even if it didn't look like a win in the prototypical sense. I wanted to feel that. And I wanted yeah. to feel more secure in my team for this year. I get it. I get it for sure. I like how, Rochi, you're like standing up straighter as you said. Oh, no, I'm, at a, I'm at an angle. <laughs> I'm also working on posture. Don't need to be. There hunched. you go. Yeah. And it shows. <laughs> and it shows <laughs> your confidence. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Dusty, what's our next trade? Yeah, let's move on. So I mentioned the uh, the one with me and Nick. That one's pretty straightforward. I gave Nick DeAndre Hopkins uh, and my next year's 11th round pick. He gave me Scary Terry McLaurin back on the home team uh, for his 12th <laughs> round pick. So essentially, Hopkins is on by this week. Uh, I needed to beat Sean and a few weeks back, Nick just cold texted me asking if I wanted to trade him Hopkins for McLaurin straight up. And at the time, I said no, because I thought Hopkins was on a better offense, obviously as a better quarterback, et cetera, et cetera. Then he got hurt pretty much right after that, and then he was going on by. So I pretty much texted Nick, and I was like, hey, does that offer still stand? And of <laughs> he's like, no, like, idiot. Sure, but, you know, we're going to have to spice it up a bit. <laughs> um, and so that's where we basically ended up just... I gave him an earlier pick. He gave me a later pick. So it, it's not going to change too much in next year's draft, but it, it just keeps helping Nick. Like, he's going to have a really strong draft next year. Yeah, he is. And Nick is a great drafter. So it's going to be, yeah, yeah. it's going to be a good, a good year for him, I think. <laughs> yeah, I think so. So, and the last thing I'll say about that is uh, Scary Terry. Uh, did you guys know they keep their nicknames when they come back onto your team? <gasps> even though, because last what? year... I nicknamed him Scary Terry. As soon as he got back on my roster, it came with the nickname Scary Terry. He's still there. Ooh. Wow. That's nice. awesome. 
Yeah. I want you to nickname him Scary Terry, comma, bitch. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I think we have a, we have one more, uh, well, just one more trade, but uh, this was a really big one, too. So this is, I, I kind of, this is kind of a combo. It's basically Kevin, because these happened at pretty much the same time, or back to back. So this is kind of a three-way trade. Kevin traded to Joel, A.J. Dillon, for Brandon Cooks. Um, and then he traded, Kevin traded, here we go, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, Dan Arnold, <laughs> Deontay Johnson, and Rashad Bateman to Brandon for Alvin Kamara, Mark Andrews, and Mark Ingram. Wow. And no picks. No picks. And no picks. No picks. That's football Which trade. Which is wild because Brandon was like begging me for picks every time I tried to. Yeah. Brandon is Brandon is very much thinking next year, but he, he easily could have traded Kamara for third, fourth, something like that. I like yeah. I like the haul of players that were tossed around, but I think Brandon could have gotten a little a little more. Do we want to play some revisionist history? Sure. All right, I'll be quick. Um, but this is this was the final deal um, before I broke off negotiations for the second time. Um, first one being the injury. Um, but mm-hmm. we had. A framework around Mixon, Burrow, a second round, and then a filler for my roster for Stafford, Kamara, Ingram, and a sixth. Wow. And mm-hmm. I included Naheem Hines. Brandon did not want Naheem Hines. I did not want to touch my wide receiver depth. And that's where it broke off. I cannot believe Brandon turned that down. He was leveraged. It was definitely leveraged. It was because he came back to me. And I just at that moment felt like, especially with Kamara coming off an injury, I didn't, I didn't want to budge. Uh, you know, didn't want to budge. I it was going to be Hines or no one else. Oh, there you go. Okay, yeah. Tim Loftus, how do you feel about that? Uh, it's like that Bieber song. Like, if not you, then no one. <laughs> <laughs> Which I I actually like that Bieber song. I think that's like. My favorite Bieber song. Can you sing it? I don't think I quite know Uh, what you're talking about. I don't think I can. I'll I'll know it if I hear it. Yeah, I mean, I think... So, part of that trade, Swift got hurt, right? Like, Swift is another one that... He got hurt in the second quarter of that game. But Brandon has the backup, so... Like, again, it's yeah. not a huge hit, but yeah. still, it's kind of like, are the fantasy gods yelling at us? Are they trying to to uh, go against the trades? Like, be happy with who you draft? <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the uh, the winner in that trade for, uh, for Brandon was Deontay Johnson, who, despite yeah. how awful the Pittsburgh passing offense looks, still somehow gets points. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's the, uh, he's the short the short route catcher on that. Exactly. Um, You know, Chase is just running down the sideline and obviously Ben's not going to hit him 90% of those throws. So Deontay gets all the cleanup and Juju's out. So Mm -hmm. who's left? Um, And the Jaguars tight end is on the, uh, the IR um, just for (laughs) what it's worth. (laughs) Oh, Dan Arnold. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. Um, And actually I think Mark Andrews is pretty good. So I think uh, Kevin got a good deal there. But yeah, I think Deontay Johnson. I think Kevin did great. I mean, he's yeah, a really good, a good trader. He really is. He knows how to like get rid of pieces that aren't essential to his team to get a few very essential parts. Yeah. And, and always at the right time, always right before playoff uh, run. Uh, yeah, and we didn't have it on this itinerary, but uh, I gave him Mahomes for Jalen Hurts and Landry, uh, which That's I know right. I was trading Mahomes at a low oh, point. I yeah. knew he would do better, but I needed to make some change. And so getting more players that could score made sense for me. And I know, obviously, you know why he wanted Mahomes. That's right. I forgot about that. Hey, oh, man. Thank you for the reminder, Mike. Yeah, I completely forgot yeah, about that. I was shocked, Mike. You didn't. So did you try to push him for a future draft pick and he wouldn't do it? Or? Not really. I just didn't. I didn't know second rounders were on the table. I didn't think anyone <laughs> would do it. A shocking precedent. Everyone's like, what um, the fuck? And yeah, I just wasn't thinking too much. I was just I was just so mad at everything at the point. I was like, whatever. I need yeah. to make a change. This seems fine. This is something. I, but yeah, so I did not maximize on my returns, clearly. Uh, but that's not what I'm going to beat myself up over and the last interesting thing about these is i think that besides uh rochi and mike's massive trade they're all affecting um 
the playoff race for what's our division called the crow's nest yeah so like every time one of those notifications came through on sleeper i was like god damn it like, <laughs> <just> <laughs> made everything harder with every, well, every time <laughs> i was i was holding my fucking breath because i thought it was going to be i got dalvin cook <laughs> little little did i know as soon as i got that notification i was like are you fucking kidding me <laughs> Never in my entire life. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise, it's Roach. <laughs> Who else but Roach? It's the league's Tom Wom scams. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I do uh, like toilet wine, so. <laughs> <laughs> what if I don't burp it up? Oh god. Shiv. What if I don't burp it up? <laughs> But I will say to to Kevin's credit too, what I what I really appreciate is he'll make a trade even if everything's not in his favor in that moment to set up another trade that will pay off dividends. So I think uh, you know if Kevin wants to come on the pod at one point and teach a, a trading seminar, um, <laughs> a masterclass, sure. do it Mad Money style, just with the bells, <laughs> ding, 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 ding ding. Yeah, he can be our Jim Cramer. I'm gonna have him roll his sleeves <laughs> all the way up. <laughs> oh man, ugh. Is that all our trades? Did we did That's we get it. through everything we in record time? I think we've gone through them all. I mean, I know there was that first one of Tim and Dustin like months ago. I don't that may have been broken down on a different pod. I think it was, yeah. Cause Brandon Brandon always salivates over breaking down any trade on the pod. Like he fucking <laughs> loves it. Like it's his favorite part. It's so cute. Brandon ugh. God. Like I love this pod, I but I wish Brandon was here right now. Oh yeah. Well he also he keeps the train on the tracks. We'd be lost without him, as you can see in here. Yeah, it's true. It's just we're like trying our best. We're like, oh, what about this? Let's talk about succession for the next hour. Done. So. <laughs> oh God. Well, I guess we can move on to closing thoughts then, huh? Yeah. So yeah, this, yeah. use this as a pedestal, guys. Michael Bullen. What do you What do you got to want to get off your chest? Oh, I mean, nothing for me. It's all been about that one trade. Uh, I, I've already, I think I'm clearly mathematically eliminated from the playoffs. Maybe I can not get last place in the division. So for me, it's all about not getting last and, uh, you know, just enjoying watching the, the view up top. Damn. Or I guess looking up, you know, from down low. Um, yeah. Maybe are you going to do another podcast maybe after the regular season ends or something? But Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll definitely so do a... Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely do another uh, uh, playoff perspective type situation. But Mike, you've set yourself up really well to walk away uh, uh, Carolynless this year. So that's what I'm hoping you, for. No Carolyn, got a second rounder for next year. Yeah, um, that's a win. And then, yeah, my general thoughts on training is I'm I have no problem with the system as it is, and I'm not just saying that because I may have been. <laughs> I think you made it's, out like a fucking bandit. I think it's fine. Sean took a risk. Nick gets the risk of coming in last. So, you know, it's risky. Yeah. But that's the fun. That's the cool yeah. part. I'm fine with Why it. we play yeah. the game. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if if both parties are happy, who are we to judge, you know? Amen. Yeah. Just like consenting intercourse. Anyway, Timmy Loftus, <laughs> what are your what are your closing thoughts? Uh closing thoughts is gonna be that last week. The poop deck division went five and one. Ooh, I love oh. that. Oh. That's I'm the one. Pretty fucking impressive. Oh. I'm the one, and I scored 136 wow. points, <laughs> which I think scored... is the most out of the poop deck. Should have should have scored more, I guess, Mike. I don't know what to tell. I would have won if I had only played my fucking Jets receiver, but who could have seen that coming? Ugh. Never, Gross. never. The moral of the yeah. story is Elijah Moore. Yeah, he's good. Yeah. Oh yeah, we should. You know what we should do. Last thing, real quick, is after we go through everyone's closing thoughts, maybe go around and if anyone's thinking about what keepers they're going to keep next year. Yeah, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore. Well, that's what made me think of it, because honestly, for an eighth round. That's Yeah, that's yeah. really good. Yeah. Well, then I guess, all right, Mr. Mister Coitus. Coitus. Um, my closing thoughts are, you know, still it's been a it's been a crazy year, I think, you know, despite especially looking at the Coitus Martin camp, the franchise, you know. <laughs> Big time setback this Sunday. You know, not what you hope for first uh, first game after a trade, but a um, uh, lot of lot of interesting things can happen, um, especially in the next two hours. So just keep those peepers peeled. Ooh, those peepers I love peeled. that. I love that. The, all the tension for people who will be listening to this next week. Will be gone. 
<laughs> for us, it's riveting. Electrifying. Uh, all right. Uh, should the towel or the towelette go next? The age-old question. That's true. <laughs> what, what, came what, first? what comes first, the towel or the towelette? Well, I think you use you use the towelette to like wash off the grime, and then you towel down to dry it off. So I'll yeah. go first. There you go. <laughs> Um, yeah, I would just say to put a pin on the whole trade thing, uh, for Brandon's ears specifically when he's thinking in the off season about what to do. Yeah. I think we kind of all came to a consensus that trading picks is fine. Maybe put a limit on no trading first round pick. Cause that would just tip the scales a little too far. Yeah. Um, but yeah, if people are, are, if they're content to trade their future to win immediately or alternatively content to give up their year for a rebuild, that's up to them. And we're all, we're all okay with that. So Brandon, yeah. there you go. Um, and then, yeah, I guess for my keeper, I'll kick us off. I'm still kind of leaning towards uh, Waller. I mean, I can keep him for a fifth. It was a sixth this year. Fifth st- still feels pretty good. I'd like him to perform a little better, but no one has really shown promise other than him uh, <laughs> to take that take that keeper spot, especially not Lamar after this fucking nightmare. No, nah, he looks great, night. dude. Keep that. Keep oh, him. He looks great. God, he's yeah. like a child sometimes. I can't stand it. All right. <laughs> You're up, Jeffrey. Well, yeah, my uh, my closing thoughts will be uh, agree- agreeing across the board here of just like people should be able to make choices in this league. Uh, and obviously there should be some parameters, as Dustin said, about like don't give up your first round pick. Like, uh, But if two parties both agree to a trade, then they have to live with the choices that they make. And I think that adds to the fun of this league. If someone wants to put all their chips in and try to put together a juggernaut for the playoffs this year at the expense for next year, I think that's fine. But yeah, at the end of the day, I think it's, uh, you know, people want to win. And so nobody's going to make blatantly bad choices. But I think I'm fine with the rules as they are now. Uh, Open to discussion if people have arguments for what have you about uh, next year or how the rules can be revised. But it's kind of fun the way it is now. I like I like the chaos and like the trade deadline this year was the most fun I think it's been in the entirety of, oh, yeah. of the league. So um, so yeah. And uh, to answer your question, Dustin, my keeper without a question is Jamar Chase in the fifth. Yes, uh, sir. Yeah. <laughs> what round did you take him, Jeff? Fifth. For all the listeners, he's holding up his big ass hand. To yep, I'm holding up a picture of Michael Bolton's erection. Uh, Five whole, five whole inches, fifth round pick. <laughs> it's a soft five. Soft five. <laughs> uh, and I did just to answer the keeper question. I'm honestly, you know, looking strategically at some some pickups. You know, Kendrick Bourne and Pat Fryermuth. Honestly, um, Ooh, they they continue through. Wow. They continue on through the rest of the year with these numbers. Oh. There's. It's Pat Fryermuth. That's going to be your keeper. That's your franchise. You're putting it all on him. Who the fuck is Pat Fryermuth? <laughs> Burrow got me to another level, so I would repeat that strategy. If you keep Bourne, will you rename your team Jesus Christ? It's Kendrick Bourne. I, I that actually might call for a Coitus Martin rebrand. Born again. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Born Again's a good one. Born Again Coitus. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That yeah. has a lot of implications that I like. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of layers there. A lot of layers. Real nuance. <laughs> All right, Mikey B, who's it going to be? My keeper? Uh, oh, I really don't know. I had kind of been hoping it could be Goddard, but he hasn't done well. I thought when they got mm-hmm. rid of Ertz, I thought, oh, maybe I could get a tight end for whatever the minimum is. It might be Elijah Moore on the Jets. I'll have to do some thinking and maybe make some waiver wire picks in the coming you know, weeks with that specifically in mind, but I don't <laughs> know what's going to be left. There you go. There you go. All, All right. right. Yeah. When did you take Thielen? Oh, Do you remember? Fourth round? Yeah, it might be too yeah. high. Yeah, no, that's high. tough. I mean, he's performed really well. Though, it's so. not, it's not dumb, but yeah, it would yeah. be a high pick. Okay. Yeah. Something to think about. Timmy? Something to think about? Um, I honestly don't know. I haven't really looked at it. Just focused on next week, playing Brandon. You know, <laughs> Take it one week not at a time. looking too far in the future. Okay, Bill. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. God. I mean, is it just going to be Diggs? Like, right? Didn't... I feel like you have to. I mean, I yeah. think you – no, because that would 
that was like mean a third giving up a pick. third. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. It, it's way, way too soon. Way too yeah. soon. Okay. What about Itchy Mitchy? <laughs> Itchy Mitchy. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I got him off waivers, so yeah. probably. Yeah. I mean, anything San Francisco is tough, but. That's true. Yeah, don't yeah. wait. Don't make that uh, IU mistake that Jeff made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I learned that lesson oh. the hard way. So. <laughs> but so, uh, speaking of which, he's kind of playing pretty well lately, right? Yeah, he is. He is. Especially uh, with Debo coming out of the backfield. Yeah, yeah, and he's Debo's going to be out the next one to two weeks, so we'll see. But damn, yeah. dude, Debo, man, wow, Kevin's definitely keeping him, right? I, I would, I would assume so. I mean, yeah, he's a stud. I would assume so. Well, I think that reaches the end of our podcast. So I'd like to once again thank Michael Bolton, Brian Roach, Timothy Loftus. Can't thank the three of you enough for coming on to dissect this uh, crazy, one of the craziest weeks in cheap beer Ooh. history. I'm sweating. I'm, I mean, dude, wear the towel and the towelette. We need them. <laughs> well, anyway, uh, Dustin, uh, as always, a pleasure seeing your beautiful face uh, uh, on the pod. Don't sound too excited. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, fuck <laughs> this guy again. Uh, well, the hair flip made it. The hair flip was really nice. Um, <laughs> you guys actually kind of wow. match. Wow. Like, I don't want to bring it up earlier, but like same color shirt, glasses. Oh, yeah. We we oh. plan it. We text for hours before trying to decide what wardrobe we're going to wear. I send him pictures of just my shirt and no pants. And <laughs> what do you think? He, 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 it's, he's just shirt cocking it to him. Like, you can just send a picture of the shirt. He's like, no, no, no. You need the whole effect. You need the, you need the whole impact. And just one final shout out before we go to uh, to Brandon. You can see how awful this podcast is without you. So please come back. <laughs> please come back. Please. And I think uh, the only thing left is for Scott Hansen himself to take us out. Scott. Cheap beer, boys. See you on Sunday. <laughs>